We, we welcome you tonight. Amen. We're going to get ready to our Bible study tonight. Let me uh, open in prayer. Let me turn my mic on. Is it on? Well, getting everything together here. Camera on, that on, that on, that on. Well, welcome. Father, we thank you this evening. We give you praise and glory and honor. Uh, we thank you for this day of bringing us through, bringing us through today and uh, uh, giving us grace and strength. Uh, now we come before the throne of God and we cast our cares upon you for you care for us. And we uh, loose our burdens of the day and stress and strife of the day and we come before your word. And we pray that the, uh, invite the Holy Spirit. We invite the angels of the Lord to come uh, uh, be with us tonight. We pray for the Holy Spirit to give us inspiration, revelation, and insight uh, to what you're doing in the earth realm. Uh, we pray for those that are joining us around the world. We pray for pastors in Africa and Uganda and Kenya and Pakistan and India and everyone that's watching us from around the world. We appreciate you uh, tuning in our broadcast, uh, your comments on YouTube. Uh, uh, and those that joined us Sunday, uh, we, just, we just welcome you <clears throat> tonight to our Bible study and uh, we're gonna get into the word here in a second and uh, see if I can pull up my Screen and get to going here. Put the Bible study. And let's see if we can't get the slideshow going. And then from the beginning. And then, okay, let me see how do I get back to my screen. Where's my... There it is. Praise the Lord. We're getting there. Share screen. All right. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Well, we're welcoming you tonight, and uh, we're going to get started with the Word of God as soon as I can find my. Oh, here it is. Pointed thing. I want to talk to you tonight of the prophetic word that I shared a couple years ago, but show how prophetic it was. I did this in uh, 2018. I gave this word, a teaching, what God was saying about uh, your new land is ready, possess it. Talking about our spiritual land, and we didn't know all what was going to entail and what was going on. And the picture that I had is the picture of uh, Joshua and Caleb coming back with the grapes. So this is from two years ago. And this is a prophetic uh, thing that God is doing uh, that uh, we're entering into a new, a new era. We're entering into a new spiritual land. Uh, <clears throat> and we're to possess it. And uh, as I shared over the last couple of weeks, there were giants in the land. And uh, the, the 12 went out and 10 came back with an evil report, the Lord said. And fear hit the camp and uh, uh, God got angry and they didn't go in and possess their new land. as because of, uh, of rebellion, because of fear. And God is saying again, even in 2021, the next 10 years, I'm giving your land to possess it, this new generation, and uh, this generation can't fail, can't miss out on the Canaan land experience that uh, he wants us to have. Go in and fight for the land and go in and possess the land. He told Joshua, go in and contend for the land. Go in and stir up the enemy. Go in and fight. There are Jebusites, Ittites, all the ites are in the land. He said, but you're powerful, you're mighty, and you can take the land because the Lord is with you. And so we're going to deal with talking about your uh, uh, getting ready because it's very close to receive your inheritance. Uh, there's a spiritual inheritance and a, and a natural inheritance that God is, uh, wants, is getting ready to release to the church. Isaiah 43, 19 says, He said, Behold, 
I do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. This is a whole new thing. The church is, is not going to be the same anymore. I don't care if they try to go back and try to have the same old religious services. It's not going to work. It's just going to be dead, dry. People are not coming back to the church. This is a new thing. It shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? God is going to come himself. Him himself is coming down. And this move of God, no man can put their hand on it. No pastor can put their hand on it. No apostle can put their hand on it. Nobody's going to be able to contain it. God's just going to break out wherever he wants to break out, and nobody can stop it. He said, I will even make the way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert, rivers where, where there was dryness in your life. God said, I'll bring rivers of light, rivers of water into your life. He said, I'll make a way in the wilderness for you. Psalms uh, 49, 47 verse 4. If you look in your Bibles, you can write these scriptures down. The scripture says, he shall choose our inheritance for us. The excellency of Jacob, whom he loved. He shall choose our inheritance. God told the children of Israel, you're going to inherit the land of Canaan, the land that flow of milk and honey, and I'm going to choose your lots. And we'll see later on that God did choose Moses chose the, the land for the children of Israel. And uh, so God has already surveyed your land. There's a spiritual land uh, that you're to possess. There's spiritual land that your family has possessed uh, that for generations to generations to generations where the enemy has been possessing your blessings, have been possessing your, your finances, possessing your health and strength in your bloodline, in your family for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. And uh, over the last 30 years, God's been teaching us how to break curses, generation curses, how to come into our blessing, uh, uh, in, into our new spiritual land. But this is the year that we're going into the new land. We're going into a new warfare. It's a new warfare. There's a warfare going on in the heavens above us all over the earth. The angels of the Lord are fighting viciously, heroically, and they have the victory uh, there's a there's a the word came out just the uh, just the other day that uh, over Washington D.C. there is a, a a a clearness in the air. There's the demonic pressure over Washington D.C. has pushed been pushed back. There's a the God is uh, when he prophesied that he was going to send the snow. He said I was going I'm going to clean it up. So we're going to start seeing him clean out the wickedness in the land, not only in America but around the world. So he's choosing the inheritance for us. And everyone has an inheritance. Uh, when the Lord uh, took me to the library of heaven uh, and he showed me the book, everybody has a book of life. Everybody has a book. And he had written, even before you got to the earth realm, he already had laid out everything you're supposed to possess. All the blessings you have, but because of our rebellion, because of our sin, because of uh, uh, stubbornness and whatever we've done, uh, we missed out on a lot of blessings that belong in, to our life. We've been, we missed it. And, but God is trying to get us on track that we can get the blessings. If we don't get it, our generations will get it. So we'll look at the scriptures. Psalm 16 says, 16, 5 through 7 says, The Lord is the portion of my inheritance. The Lord is. And of my cup. Thou maintainest my lot. Thou maintainest my lot. God gives you your inheritance. When the children of Israel, before they are... Uh, a uh, God would told him to say, "I want you to have the feast of tabernacles. Uh, you 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 make booths out of out of leaves and uh, uh, raggedy booths, and come and celebrate me for for seven days." He said, "I will watch over your land 
and rain upon it and watch over that marauders and thieves don't come in and steal out of your land these seven days while you worship worshiping me on the Feast of Pentecost or Feast of Tabernacles. He said, but you, I'll maintain your lot. He said, the lines are fallen unto me in pleasant places. In other words, you shouldn't be going through poverty. You shouldn't be going through sickness. You shouldn't be going through all this stuff in your bloodline. God said, I've given you pleasant spiritual places to possess and, and natural places. Yea, I have a goodly heritage. A heritage is something you pass on to generation to generation. And the psalmist says, I will bless the Lord who have given me counsel. My reigns also instruct me in the night season. So he said, I'm blessing the Lord because he's given me counsel on how to maintain my inheritance, how to maintain my lot, how to maintain the blessings that God has given me. And so my portion of my inheritance and my cup, the Lord is my portion. He told the Levites, uh, he said, you shall not get in any other land, but you shall um, be, I, should, you, uh, I will be your portion. So you don't own any land. I'm going to take care of you. The Levites served in the temple day and night. They served the Lord. And the Lord said, you don't get any land. The people are going to bring offerings. They're going to bring food to you. They're going to take care of you. I'm going to be your portion. And so we have to understand that God is our supply. He said, uh, the Lord supplies all of our needs Amen. according to his riches and glory. Now, there's apostolic strategies. I'm speaking prophetically now that God wants to, is releasing on how to possess this inheritance that we're getting ready to walk into. Uh, Proverbs 13.22 says, A good man leaveth an inheritance to his children's children, and wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. And a lot of people quote that. Well, the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. Well, when are we going to get it? That's that, how are we going to get it? I want mine. He said, I'll have men given to your bosom, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Shall men given to your bosom when you give your offerings and your tithes? And you're a liberal soul. Amen. Uh, so a good man leaving an inheritance to his children's children. It didn't say to his children. It says to his grandchildren. Because your children, they already getting the blessing because you, you're raising them. They're getting the food. You're taking care of the education. You, you're getting them started. You're getting to go. So he said a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. And the, and the first inheritance that a good man leaves is Jesus Christ to his children. Amen. That is the inheritance. Amen. Regardless of what they say. Ecclesiastes 7, verse 11 to 12 says, Wisdom is good with an inheritance. So it don't do any good if you get the inheritance and you don't know how to handle it. Uh, there, there's a, been a, a, a young lady on, they keep posting it on Facebook, that she won millions of dollars and, and she, 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 uh, Eight million or something like that, and she kept bailing a, a boyfriend out of jail and spent all the money up. <laughs> and then another one won the, won the lottery. She won seven hundred. She gave her pastor seven hundred thousand. He sued her to take the rest of it. Wow! Just crazy stuff. So a good wisdom is good with inheritance, but by it there is profit to them that see the sun. By wisdom there is profit. In other words, you learn how to invest. You know you're going to profit. You're going to take care of the inheritance. For wisdom is a defense. So we've got to go to Proverbs to get some wisdom. We've got to go to God to get the wisdom. He said when you have wisdom, it's a defense. When you have wisdom and you know how to fix stuff and you know how to do stuff, it's a defense against debt. It's a defense um, 
just a simple example, my daughter called me and said her, the battery on her sump pump is going out. You know, I said, well, you know, I said, then I said, go online and see if I have a new one. And then I went online and checked it out. And they say it's cheaper to buy a new one than to call a plumber. Because if you call the plumber, it's automatic $100 fee just to come. Then he's going to sit there and say, well, you need a $150 battery. So that's $250. Then he's going to him and haul around for a half hour because he got to stay for a half hour and his travel time and all that kind of stuff. So when you know wisdom, it profits you. He said, wisdom is a defense and money is a defense. The Bible says money answers all things. He said, but, we never see your word but in there. That's, that means, forget about all the, the, the first part, but the excellency of knowledge is that wisdom gives life to them that have it. So you can have wealth, you can have an inheritance, and if you don't have wisdom, you can blow it all. You can be in stress. All your family members trying to get the money from you. All the, all the crooks and robbers are trying to get the money from you and schemes and plots and everybody got an idea on how to, you can help invest in their business and all of this stuff. If you don't have the knowledge and you don't have wisdom, uh, you'll take it. If you don't know about lawyers and about uh, how they operate and they operate, you know, some of these lawyers get, what, two, three hundred dollars an hour. You know, just, right. just, it's expensive. Yeah. So you better learn, learn wisdom. He said, when you got wisdom, it gives life to them that have it. So now, God said, I'm going to give you this inheritance, but we're fighting, you're fighting for the next generations. I, said, I put generation, but it should be next generations. Just in this time, we are to war and fight for your assigned portion. What, you can't fight everybody's battle. You fight for your portion. You don't try to fight for everybody else's portion. And I'm going to show you here in the scripture. Look at Joshua chapter 13, verse, uh, verse 1. In Joshua 13. Now Joshua had gotten old. It says, now Joshua was stricken in years. And the Lord said to him, thou art old and stricken in years. And there remaineth, look at it. It said, there remaineth yet very much land to be possessed. In other words, they've got an inheritance of land in Canaan land, but they still had a lot of land they had to fight for. It was just a, so much that God gave him so much that they had to possess. He, got, he was old. And, and if you go down and read Joshua verse 7, he said, now, he said, now, this is what Joshua told him, he said, now, therefore divide this land for an inheritance unto the nine tribes and the half of tribe of Manasseh. So what Joshua told him, he says, it's so much land still to be fought for so many strongholds still to be pulled down that one tribe can't take it. So let's split it up nine ways, and nine of you take a portion to deal with these site, Jebusites, Hittites, and all these ites in the land. You need to split it up so you can get the victory over, you get your possession. So don't try to fight everybody's demons, everybody's strong men, everybody's principles. You're trying to get your inheritance. You're fighting for your lot, your, your lines, what God is giving you. He, uh, uh, he talks about it. You read that Joshua 13. It talks about all that divide each to the, the Machinites and the Betha and the Shechem and, and the king of Ab was in Basia. And I talked about the, 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 the giants that were in the land and rain and Ashtoreth, uh, all, these, all these different places that Moses had to deal with the giants. Uh, if you read it in uh, 
Verse 12 says, All the kingdom of Ad of Bashan, we talked about that last week, which reigned in Ashtaroth, which was in Andretti, and remaineth the remnant of the giants, for these did Moses smite and cast them out. So even when Moses brought them into the promised land, he battled with the giants. Then Moses passed. He, Moses really didn't get to go into the Canaan land, but he dealt with the giants as they were wandered in the wilderness. And Joshua had to go in and deal with these giants, and they still had giants in the land at that time. So fight for your next generation. Fight for what God assigns you. You got to go to God and say, what is my inheritance? What, 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 what am I supposed to be fighting for? I can't fight everybody's battle. I got enough battles on my own without fighting for someone else. Uh, Joshua 13, 2 says, and the land is yet remained of the borders of the Philistines. Remember, Philistines had giants in it, and all of Jashiri, and from uh, verse 3, from Sihor, which is before Egypt, even to the borders of Ekron, northward, which was counted in the Canaanite, the five lords of the Philistines. Remember, there were five, the five kings that David, uh, David beat the five kings later on, and he told the children, he said, come put your neck. Jo was it David or Joshua? It was Joshua fought the five kings, and, and to show the children of Israel how much power he had, he told his elders to come put your foot on their neck. He said, take those kings, put them in the cave, and we'll deal with them later. And then uh, after they beat these guys, Zalmunda, Zalma, Zalmunda, I forgot all the names of these kings, and he told the elders, come put your neck on it, on their foot on their neck. I want you to see you got power over these kings. I want you to know that. And... Uh, then from verse 4, from the land of the Canaanites, Mirah, that was beside the Sidonians, and took Aphek, the borders of the Amorites. And so there was a lot of land that needed to be in front, but, but they were divided up their inheritance. God divides your inheritance and gives you what you need to conquer. Strongholds must be conquered in your bloodline. Some, some people in the bloodline here, everybody get diabetes, or there's cancer, all the women get breast cancer, or some kind of strong man or stronghold has to be conquered in your land. Uh, I'm going to read verse 5 and 6. Uh, uh, yeah, let's look at 5 and 6. Joshua 13, 5 and 6 says, And the land of the Gilbites, Jebites, and all Lebanon, toward the sunrising of Baal Gad, under Mount Hermon, unto the ending of Hermon. Remember, we talked about uh, uh, Psalms 133, the dew of Mount Hermon is like the oil that flows down. Uh, the, the beard of Aaron's beard and down to the garments like the dew of Mount Hermon. Mount Hermon is a big high mountain, but when it, when, when, the dew, when it begins to melt, it's like a raging river coming down that mountain. Just water, gushes of water. It's, it's, it starts that as a dew, but then it gets a raging water. He said, verse 6, all the inhabitants of the hill from Lebanon to Misrephim, Mayim, and the Sidonians, them Look what it says. Will I drive out from before the children of Israel? God said, when you go in the land, and I tell you to go in there, I'm going to drive them out. I just need you to go. One village, I believe, he sent hornets. Drove out. The whole, and they went into the houses they didn't build. Benjamin, they didn't plant. Just, just, just sent the hornets in there and ran, and ran them all out of there. He did all kind of things. He said, I'm going to drive them out from before the children of Israel. Only divide thou it by lot to the Israelites for an inheritance, as I have commanded thee. So every tribe had to have their own faith to believe God to drive it out. But you, if you read further on and, 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 and read about what it, 
It says, and the children of uh, uh, Benjamin did not drive out the inhabitants. And the children of uh, Manasseh did not drive out the inhabitants. And the children of everybody, the only one they couldn't drive out was the Jebusites. Nobody could whoop, even Joshua couldn't beat the Jebusites. The only one to beat the Jebusites was David at the Tower of Siloam. That's when he, at, at the Tower, when he told him to go up to the city of Je uh, David. When he took the city of David, he said, whoever go up on the, on the, on the rain spout, uh, I'll give him the city. I'll give him a blessing. And uh, uh, I think it was Joab, whatever, went up and took the city. And, and, but there was the only one. They told David, said, you can't come in this city. If you are lame, only the lame and haunt, y'all ain't got enough strength to take this city. We got strong walls. And David took it. It says, nevertheless, they took the land. So you got to conquer your strongholds. Nevertheless, nevertheless, you're going to take it. Here's a prophetic word God is saying. He's releasing a next generation of warriors has been released. Uh, you're seeing them in, on the streets. You're going to see them in the, uh, the next generation of warriors. They had to be trained. They're going to have to be trained. Every generation has to deal with strongholds and principality. I've been in this 35, almost 40 years, and I've seen generations come and go. We're in, I'm in the third generation, seeing another generation rise up. The ones under 40, a lot of them haven't even been in church. And so God's got to train another generation to possess the land. 2 Timothy 2, verse 3 and 4 says, Thou for... Therefore, endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangled himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who has chosen him to be a soldier. We are called to be an apostolic remnant. We are called to be warriors of God. And we don't get entangled with this uh, carnality. We don't, we don't worry about mainstream news, what ABC and NBC and all these other C's are saying uh, they, somebody put up there, CNN is, is Como nasty news, whatever. <laughs> it's, just, it's just we're about the warfare that's going on in the spirit. We're about getting our spiritual inheritance. We're about getting our gener inheritance for our children and our grandchildren. So the next generation of warriors, I prophesied that, has been released. In fact, that was uh, almost four years ago. Uh, the Lord gave me a, 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 he spoke very clearly. He says, uh, uh, emergency. I heard it very clear. Emergency. Emergency. And when he said that, he was talking about emerging generations. See them. And there was a picture, there was a picture on, the, on Facebook or whatever. It was 700 black youth went to Moore, uh, Morehouse College and they should be graduating about now. He said, see the generation that's getting ready. Pray for the generation four years ago because they're going to be emerging. Emergency. Mer they're going to emerge and see them. They'll be the generation that's going to rise up. And so in order to get this inheritance, you've got to kill the flesh. This is a spiritual thing that we're doing to get the inheritance. Joshua, when he told the children of Israel, he said, Joshua, Joshua 5, 4, he says, and this is the cause why Joshua did circumcise all the people that came out of Egypt that were males, even all the men of war died in the wilderness in the way after they came out of Egypt. In other words, they got rebellious. God said, I'm, you're not going into the land. I'm going to kill all y'all in the wilderness because of your stubbornness and rebellious, and you didn't want to do what I You didn't want to go in. And so for 40 years, they wandered around the wilderness to God killed off all that generation. And then Joshua had a generation. He said, now you got to circumcise them or bring them into covenant. And what's happening is, God has been trying to circumcise the believer in the body of Christ. He has sent apostles and prophets and pastors 
to, to, to correct you, to bring rebuke. I always say uh, for the last 10, 15 years in the church, you, 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 the Bible says to rebuke and exhort with all longsuffering. You rebuke the saints and they rebuke the pastor back. It's just a, they didn't want to submit. So God said, I'll, I'll let a generation go. I've seen a generation that's been in this church. Many of them don't even serve God anymore. They've, they've left God. So, and they've been trained for warfare. So there's a new generation, so you got to kill the flesh. The pastor's job is to circumcise your heart with the word of God, to bring you in the covenant. When you receive Jesus in the covenant, your heart is being circumcised. Exodus 17, verse 16 says, For he said, <clears throat> Because the Lord has sworn that the Lord will have war with Amalek from generation to generation. Now, this is interesting. I didn't post it on Facebook, but it's interesting. I want you to see this spiritually. The Amalekites were the ones that when they came out of Egypt, they ambushed them. All the ones that were lagging in the back, traveling, in, the Amalekites attacked them. The Amalekites wouldn't let them go through their land. And God said, because of these Amalekites that attacked him, when I brought them out of bondage, when they, I brought them through the Red Sea, and as soon as I come through the Red Sea, here's, here comes these Amalekites. They attacked the children and the old women, and the women that were in the back, they, they, they attacked them, and, and uh, God said, I'm going to beat them from generation to generation. Look at the word Amalekite, Amalek. Now, reverse the letters. It says Kamala. Isn't that interesting? Well, it's a, it's a cake, Camilla. Reverse it. <laughs> That's a prophetic statement. Who's the vice president? Hallelujah. The Malachites that are trying to take over America again. They're trying to smite God's people again. They're trying to shut the churches down again. There's, there's a, the, we, we're warring against the Malachites. I'm going to fight them, and I'm going to get victory over them from generation to generation. You have to commit, in order to get your inheritance, both spiritual and physical, you have to commit and obey whatever God tells you to do. This is a season where he's going to tell you to do some strange stuff, just do it. He'll tell you to do un unorthodox, uncouth stuff, just do it. Uh, they were sharing, uh, Connie was sharing, uh, uh, one of my members sharing Sunday, uh, back way back, 1992, they, in, they invited me to a, a Baptist church here in Aurora, and I had started the church in Aurora, and I was casting out devils and prophesying. And they, they, they made a mistake and invited me to their church. And I went wild, and I was, they had homosexuals in this choir stand. I was calling out devils. I was stepping all on their pews, stepping all on their chairs, standing on top of their pulpit. I broke that devil down in that church. That church was never the same after that. I, I, I just brought the power of God, hit that place. God said, do it, and I did it. So you got to do whatever God tells you to do. Joshua 1 verse 15 says, And to the Lord, he told the other, there were two, three, uh, uh, tribe of Manasseh, Benjamin, and who was the other one? Uh, um, Ephraim. When they were getting ready to cross over, they didn't want to go over. They found that the land on this side of the Jordan River was good. They saw that it was good for the, for the home. And they said, well, you can stay here, but... Verse, one, verse 15 says, Until the Lord hath given your brethren rest as he has given you, and they have also possessed the land which the Lord God giveth them, then you return unto the land of your possession, 
and enjoy it, which Moses the Lord's servant gave you from this side of the Jordan to the sun rising. And they answered Joshua, saying, All that you command us, we will do. Whithersoever thou send us, we will go. In other words, when they came up to the Jordan River, the two and a half tribes said, This, this is our portion. We'll take this portion here. We, we don't want, you know, this side of the Jordan. But the problem was, later on, when the children of Israel went across and they began to rebel against God and didn't do what God told them and didn't drive out all the habits of the land, they were the first ones to go into captivity because they were on the other side of the promise. They should have crossed over the Jordan River, but they didn't go across. They stayed on the other side, and they got picked off by the enemy. They had no one to protect them. So you commit to what God, commit to obey what God tells you to do. Mm-hmm. Then he said, verse 17, he says, <clears throat> verse 17, I think that's, uh, he said, according as we have hearkened unto Moses in all things, so we will hearken unto thee. Only the Lord thy God be with thee as he was with Moses. Whosoever be, whosoever he be that doth rebel against the commandment, and will not hearken unto the words in which all you commanded him, he shall be put to death. Only be strong and of good courage. God had to tell Joshua and told the children, just be strong and of good courage. Be strong, he had to tell them many times before they went to battle. Why? Because he knew they were going to be facing giants and he knew they were going to get afraid. So he was trying to get courage in them. He said, just be strong. And going. So I'm telling you to be strong these next 10 years. Be strong what's going on in America because you're going to see the hand of God as we go forth. We're going to see the hand of God do a, st- a mighty thing. So rebellion is as witchcraft and stubbornness is as idolatry. In other words, just a little side note here. King Saul was told to go in and kill everything. Was that right? And he came back with the bleeding sheep and the cows, and the king, and Samuel said, what is all this noise? Guess who the king was? Amalek, Kamala. <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm going to have to dig into this revelation here, because there's some, there's some stuff going on in the spirit realm that is, it is almost parallel to what's happening right now with the same spirit, same type of spirit. There's nothing new under the sun. God does everything. He said, take the Old Testament as an example of what's going to take this. It's happening all over again. They rebellion. What do they say in the House of Representatives? God doesn't operate in it. We don't care what God is. This is the House of Representatives. God's not God here. Whoa. Whoa. What was his name? Uh, the little fat guy with the glasses? He told him, he said, hey, God's not God of this other Congress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, watch, watch God do some whooping this month. <laughs> I feel sorry for him because the resurrection is coming up on, on uh, April 4th. So you know God's going to resurrect some, some power. So we have to listen for God's instruction. 2 Samuel 5, 23, when David inquired the Lord, he said, thou shall not go up, but fetch a compass behind them. And come upon them even against the mulberry trees. And let it be when thou hearest the sound of it going in the, in the tops of the mulberry trees, 
then you shall bestir yourself, for then the Lord shall go out before thee and smite the Lord, uh, smite the host of the Philistine. You got to in this hour hear God's strategy for what you need to do to possess your blessings and your inheritance for your children's children. You can't do like you did 10 years ago, like you did in 2018, 17, 15, 16. All things have passed away. All things have become new. God said, I'm trying to open up the spirit realm and open you up to wisdom and open you up to, to hearing my voice so I'll give you new strategies on what, how to fight this battle because this is a mop-up operation that's taking place in the spirit. So you can't go and fight every just they went to Jericho, he said, shout. Then he said, went to AI, and they didn't ask God. And they got beat from pillar to post. And they were crying. And Joshua said, get up off the ground. Stop crying. Somebody took something that I told him not to take. Then he went to another battle and said, nah, don't go. He said, act like you're going to attack him in the front, but ambush him. Read in the Old Testament, you'll find that many of God's strategies always to ambush the devil. He always drew him out. And the devil's so stupid, he just runs out there because he thinks he's so bad. He, he can whoop anybody like Goliath. I'll whoop anybody that you've seen. Okay, no problem. Clear your land, your spiritual land. And I'm talking about this as a personal land. Deal with what I call bush demons, you know, little attitudes and, and anger and resentment and rejection and, and all of these criticizing and criticism. Get yourself cleaned out the little demons and then the axe is laid to the root of the of your strong men who's your strong man is it leviathan or pride is it is it stubbornness whatever that strong man is is it gluttony is it is it lack or poverty everybody has a strong man they have to deal with so we got to deal with the bush demons in other words you need to get delivered you know what your demons are. Oh, pass it in discerning, so I'm going to keep it. No, you need, you need to cast it out. I ain't trying to discern all your demons. You know what your demons are. Don't want to get up and come to church on Sunday. Backsliding demons. War in this time, in this season for your inheritance, prophetically I'm speaking now, God is sending new angelic reconnaissance. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be talking about angels this coming Sunday because it's been for the last two days. God keeps talking about angels, angels, angels. Speak about angels. I want you to speak about angels because they're gonna begin to manifest even greater uh, before, uh, before you even you don't even know that they're there. And and their angels. Some angels look like us. Some angels look like uh, angels with wings, and some of them look like fierce creatures. Because they got to be fierce to deal with devils. They, they don't look like, uh, you ever see that, what, the Dungeons and Dragons, all those, that's how they look. They, they, they look, they, they're fierce on the devil. They, they hate the devil. So God's going to send angels, and you got to, uh, angels, are, you're, uh, we're going to release angels this Sunday. We got to begin to release our angels. You got to invite your angels to work for you and release them to go. When you invite them in, then they'll begin to do it because we're heirs of salvation. You got to invite them. Angels are just not going to come because you say come. You have to invite them in and you got to speak the word and angels respond to the word. Whatever. We're the heirs of salvation, so they go and do what we need to do. Now, if you want two angels, you can keep them. I want a whole battalion. I want a whole mob of them. Amen? That's why I need a van because I got to put six or seven of them in it. Some of them ride on top and stuff. Amen? Hallelujah. Fly alongside. So get ready for your angels to show up. 
God wants us to soar. When you get into the, the spiritual realms and the high places of God and sit with Christ in heavenly places, you're soaring in the heavens. You're soaring like an eagle, like a hawk. They can see from a mile up, two miles up, they can see a rabbit or a fox. Uh, 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 Jesus said, tell that old fox, you, uh, uh, my time is not yet. I'm still coming after him. So you're going to be able to see spiritually. God wants you to be able to see. Can you imagine if God give you eyes to see? From a mile away, <coughs> supernatural eyes, you can see the enemy creeping around your house, discernment. You want to have discernment. It's part of your inheritance. New impartations are coming. There's a new impartation of grace coming this year. Uh, we see, it says, uh, Romans 5.20 says, Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound where sin abounded, Grace did much more. Where lawless abounds, grace abounds more. So we're going to see grace abound this year because we're seeing the lawless abound. And it's going to get tough out there. Pretty soon they're going to be out there in the street. They're already out there in, the, uh, in Portland burning, breaking windows and burning buildings and all that. They didn't put it on the news. They're not showing it on the news, but it's happening even this weekend, this past weekend, they were busting out windows. They got mad because Biden put these uh, uh, immigration centers for children in the city. These demons are back after the children again. They want these immigrant children to come in so they can sacrifice them. So we got to pray, continue to pray. New impartations coming. New spiritual frequencies are being opened. New sounds are coming from the heavenlies. Uh, uh, God said, I'll turn your darkness into light. The, the, the frequencies of heaven, you got to learn to tune into heaven. It, it's the warfare of intercession is a little bit different now. And not a lot, a whole lot. Of, you don't have to do a whole lot of shut up about him praying and warning and praying. It's good that the intercessors are doing that, but it's more of listening. Listening to the spirit. Listening to, to radio heaven 24 hours. Radio heaven is broadcasting 24 hours a day. If you listen to what's going on in the spirit, if you can begin to hear and see and perceive in the spirit, you can move out into your new land. Remember I said earlier, uh, a couple weeks ago, that 2021, you got to be able to look, peer around the corner before you step out into something. You got to be able to see. Just don't go around the corner. You know, you got to look around the corner and see what's going on. Amen. You go in there and turn the light switch on and the light don't come on. I'm going to look around the corner <laughs> make sure there ain't nobody in the house. We're going to declare new favor. New favor. Psalms 102. Thou shall arise, this is our year, to have mercy upon Zion, the set time for our inheritance, the set time for our favor. Yea, the set time is come. I ministered two years ago, Lord said, minister it again, let them know. That the set time has come. You're about to step into supernatural abundance, supernatural favor, supernatural grace. It's just going to be a, a concopia of blessings beginning to be released in your life. Sometimes you got to go through the darkness. We had a dark year. They're still trying to cry darkness. Now they got another variant of this coronavirus. Now you need a shot for that shot. And you had a shot. Now you need to keep your mask. Let these crazy folks wear their masks, but I'm not wearing no mask. The corona ain't going to kill you. It ain't nothing but a, a flu-like symptom. It ain't kill me. It ain't kill you. It ain't going to kill nobody. 
I didn't, we didn't been through too much. Typhoid, diphtheria, polio, every, I didn't took every shot that they had, amen, yellow fever, malaria, all this stuff. I can't die unless God says I die. Amen. I can't go to heaven unless he says my time is up. And your time ain't up. Greater love that no man has than he lay down his life for his friends. Amen. So he who seeks to save his life shall lose his life. Amen. So why are you trying to say, I don't want to die. I'm scared. I'm going to die of corona. If it's your time to die, it's your time to die. You worried about corona and the car didn't hit you. <laughs> you got ran over by a car at Walmart trying to get some toilet paper. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> Psalms 98 verse 1. It says, oh, sing, oh, Lord, a new song. We're singing a new song this year. For he have done marvelous things. His right hand, his holy arm, has gotten him the victory. You're going to see God's hand in the earth. You're going to see God's hand in America. You're going to see God's hand around the earth. He's, going to, he's pulling all the corruption up, and you're going to see it with a sweeper in his hand. He's going to sweep that trash out of the, out of the nations of God till the glory of the kingdom can come into the earth. I'm almost done. Oh, I don't tie. This is a time... Uh, uh, the inheritance is God is dealing with the corrupt herods and the prideful giants that are in, that are being judged and exposed. I got a picture of uh, uh, Godzilla, Leviathan. That's Godzilla. Psalm 74, 13. Thou did divide the sea by thy strength. Thou breakest the heads of the dragons in the waters. Thou breakest the heads of Leviathan in pieces and gave him to be meat to the people inhabiting the wilderness. In the spirit, it was a dragon. In the, in the natural, it was Pharaoh. In the natural, it was Herod. Uh, all these Herods, the Herods in New York City, the Herod in California, God is dealing with these strongholds, these strong men, these, these prideful giants that have been pride. Now they're getting caught in their own pride and they're, being they're going to be persecuted and kicked out of office. Both the mayors, both the governors, California and New York. And they found out this man got a lust spirit and it, besides pride and everything else. So God is dealing with this. He's bringing it up. Revelation 12, verse 15 to 17. These are my last scriptures tonight. Your inheritance is here. He said, and a serpent cast out of his mouth water as a flood after the woman that he may cause her to be carried away in the flood and the earth helped the woman. And the earth opened up her mouth and swallowed up the flood. The flood is the, the, the flood of God, the dragon's words, which the dragon cast out of his mouth. All the negative news, all the negative uh, pandemic, all this negative stuff, the dragon narratives that he's been casting out to kill the church, the earth is being swallowed up. And that dragon was mad at the woman and went to make war with who? The remnant. Shut the church down. Shut these Christians down. Shut these progressive, they call them, now they call them nationalist, nationalist conservative Christians. You're nationalist now. You're, you're a threat to America. You're a threat to the progressive democratic far left. These demons are, the louder they scream means we're close to the victory. Amen. The more Goliath roared, he roared for 30 days. David rose up and said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Wow. And cut his mouth, cut his head off. 
can't speak no more. So, which keepeth the commandments of God and have testimony of Jesus. So there's a remnant, apostolic remnant, that is standing strong, that has been praying for years, and God has heard the prayers, many, 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 many prayers. He will not destroy the earth. He's getting ready to bring the kingdom age in. In fact, the kingdom age has started in 2012. We've already started initiating the return of Jesus Christ for a thousand years. He's going to bring it into order. He's going to do a quick work, and there's going to be so much joy, so much shouting in that. And so the very, the very, very um, thing that was, Saul was supposed to kill, destroy the Amalekites, He got cursed by going to the wicked witch of Endor because the anointing left him. And if you read, they took his head and took it, the Malachites took his head and took it to the temple of Dagon and posted it in the temple of Dagon and put a nail through his tongue. Well, that was John the Baptist who put a nail through his tongue. But King Saul because of his rebellion, stubbornness, and disobedience, he eventually left the anointing left. That is the Saul church. That is these churches that got 5,000, 8,000 members, and they still have not opened up their church yet. That's what I call a Saul, a Saul church, that they will easily become part of the one world religion, the one world church, because they obey these stupid laws and these stupid commandments, and they don't have power to deliver anybody in their churches. They're just big plate pens, holding pens for Satan. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. I'm going to stop right here. Hallelujah. I hope you got something out of tonight's Bible study. Get ready for your inheritance. Get ready for your blessing.